I just read about a janitor who became a farmer and is now worth $5.8 billion. But this story gets even crazier than that. His name is Stuart Resnick, the guy selling you juice, nuts, and flowers. Along with his wife, Linda, Farmer Stu is a master at flipping raw assets into brand giants. I'm going to tell you about it right after this. Before we get to that, I want to ask you guys for a big favor. As always, if you like the show, if you're enjoying what I'm putting out there, please go ahead, leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, and share it with a friend. Now, let's get to the show. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. All right, so I'm going to tell you today about Stuart Resnick and Linda Resnick, the power couple, owners of one of the largest private companies in the United States. Let's go back to the early days of the 1960s. So Stuart is paying his way through law school by working as a janitor. And he gets the hang of the business. He's doing it for a while. And he's an entrepreneurial guy. So he decides, I'm going to go and break into business for myself. He opens a company called White Glove Building Maintenance and quickly grows the firm into a thousand employees. And business is good. It's really good. He ends up selling this company, this janitorial company that he's grown into a thousand people, a thousand employees in 1969. And it's around this time in 1969 that Stuart meets a marketing whiz named Linda. She's been working as an advertising executive, owns her own ad agency. They get married and they have big plans. So let's fast forward about a decade to 1979. And at this point, the duo acquire a flower delivery company called Teleflora. And you guys probably all know Teleflora, one of the biggest flower companies in the world online. Linda works her marketing magic by pushing the idea of flowers in a gift. So for example, you might grab your tulips, then you'll throw in a teddy bear and send it in a shiny glass vase. And this is a theme that came up a number of times through their story, as you'll hear in the next couple stories as well about this couple. They're very, very good at upselling and cross-selling and downselling across different items, adding new products to their product mix. Every time they start a company or buy a company, they're adding variety. They're adding options. They're taking the customer basket value up. So if you're spending $30 today, maybe you're spending $65 tomorrow and you're spending $127 next week. And that's a common theme, which is something they're very good at. So grabbing your tulips, throwing in a teddy bear, sending it in a shiny glass vase, you can take a $55 flower purchase and turn it into $120 pretty quickly. Sales at Teleflora skyrocket, and we are just warming up. Okay, so here's where it starts to get pretty good. The next thing they buy is the Franklin Mint. So if you all know those commercials where a guy in a suit tries to sell you a $1 coin for three easy payments of $19.95, that's them. That's the Franklin Mint. They sell a whole lot of coin. They grow with more products like model cars, dolls, and jewelry. Again, we're getting into that theme. So they're not satisfied just selling one thing. 
Why not sell more to the same customer? Cross-sell, upsell, downsell, really, really good theme that they're getting here. By the way, the cross-sell is when you sell something else that complements what you've already sold. The upsell is when you sell a more expensive version of the thing you sold. And the downsell is when you sell a cheaper version of what you're selling. So if I say, okay, well, I have a product and it's going to cost a thousand bucks, but you can't afford a thousand bucks. Guess what? I've got another version and it's only 600 bucks. So by doing all these things, you're broadening the aperture of what your customers can buy. Really, really smart. They grow with more products like model cars, dolls, and jewelry, I told you. At one point, this is a cool story, Linda drops $211,000 to buy a necklace that was owned by Jacqueline Kennedy. People think she is crazy. They think she's nuts, but she's not. Let me tell you. Linda turns the necklace into an official Franklin Mint replica. And she goes ahead and sells $26 million worth, a baller move if you ask me, buying something, having the rights to it, and figuring out another way to monetize it. You know, this is sort of like when you hear stories of real estate investors going out and overpaying for something, overpaying for a piece of property or a piece of land, but then they figure out another use for it. And the value of that property as a result can go up 2x, 3x, 5x because they're thinking about it in another way. And we've seen these examples with so many entrepreneurs who have figured out new ways to extract value from an asset. This is a great example. I buy a necklace for $211,000. Ooh, I'm crazy because it's not worth that. I'm going to go ahead and sell $26 million worth. Love that move. But where is Farmer Stu this whole time? We're talking about Linda. Stuart Resnick has been busy, really busy. Stuart's been buying land buying a lot of farmland. They initially started to buy farmland, I think it was in the 80s, as a hedge against cash, as an inflation hedge. Let's buy land to own it and to be able to invest in it. And what kind of farmland are they buying? Almond farm, pistachio farm, pomegranate farm. And this is where the story gets really, really good because they launch what becomes the wonderful company. And the Wonderful Company, if you check out wonderful.com, that's their business. It's their diversified holding company. Probably it's a private company, so we don't know any of the numbers for sure, but it's probably among the largest privately held companies in the United States. So what are some of their big products? Well, they sell wonderful pistachios and almonds. They sell palm wonderful pomegranate juice. They sell wonderful halos, mandarins. So they're selling millions and millions of all these items, and they're selling millions of lemons and limes every year. Whatever they can farm, whatever they can harvest, they're selling in huge numbers. The Resnicks are numero uno in just about every category they play in. Not bad for a couple of farmers. Quick break while I tell you about DemandScope. This is my new agency where we help you blow up your social media so you can blow up your income. DemandScope works with entrepreneurs and business owners to develop their personal brands across LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and beyond, using the power of personal brand building to drive your business forward in a big way. It's time to turn your social media feed into a customer acquisition engine. Learn more at demandscope.co. That's demandscope.co. So let me start with my takeaways. So first off, Stuart and Linda are unlocking huge value 
pretty much across the board in very boring, simple stuff. We're talking about flowers, coins, nuts. These are not crazy eccentric things. We're not talking about high tech, artificial intelligence, self-driving cars, nothing crazy. We're talking about almonds, pistachios, and flowers. These things are about as exciting as bottled water, which I didn't mention they also own. They own Fiji Water, that high-end water brand. But that's actually my favorite part of the story because great marketing needs to work even when your product is vanilla. And I'm going to tell you in a minute about some of the awesome marketing campaigns they've run. They make pomegranate juice cool by appealing to its health benefits. They make water aspirational through packaging and storytelling. They make pistachios risque by meshing nuts and nudity. And their business aptitude is next level. You got to respect a couple of hustlers who don't just turn lemons into lemonade. They buy the whole damn lemon farm. Let me tell you guys a little more about Palm Wonderful. There are so many stories of how they got into these different businesses. So Palm Wonderful is an interesting one. This is the pomegranate juice. And the way they got into it is after purchasing a pistachio orchard for wonderful pistachios, of course, Linda discovers that it also contains some pomegranate trees. She's captivated by the folklore of pomegranates and starts to sponsor medical research on the health benefits of pomegranates. She's trying to discover what is special about this fruit. She receives positive results and decides to launch a pomegranate juice beverage. She actually designed the early logo herself, that famous palm with the heart for the O, and comes up with the famous hourglass-shaped bottle. If you've seen Palm Wonderful in the grocery store, they have that hourglass-shaped bottle. They've launched many, many other products with the Palm Wonderful brand. So they've, they've launched iced coffee. They've launched an energy drink. They've launched a recovery beverage, like all these different flavors and, and use cases. But the idea here is that she's really creating a legend and all kinds of ancillary benefits out of this beverage. Again, making something that's boring, interesting, creating an origin story, creating a, a, almost a myth behind this beverage. Palm Wonderful has actually gotten into trouble for making claims that's all been cleared up. And now it's, I believe, the number one pomegranate juice in the world. I might be wrong about that, but it's certainly in the top three. Let's talk about pistachios, wonderful pistachios. This is actually how I discovered them. The first time I discovered the Resnicks and this company, the wonderful companies, because I actually love pistachios. True. Fun fact about John Davids, I love pistachios. So the advertising for wonderful pistachios is, again, kind of legendary. They've teamed up with all kinds of celebrities, Charlie Sheen, Dennis Rodman, Stephen Colbert. They run incredibly risque advertising. They've teamed up with the movie The Grinch, and they use the phrase, green and salty, just like my nuts. <laughs> they had the Grinch say, green and salty, just like my nuts. Mm, that sounds great. That makes me want a pistachio right now. They did a whole thing uh, about sometimes naked is better. Sometimes nudity is better. So again, they're talking about taking the shell off so you can have pistachios that are de-shelled. They're really bringing a risque type of marketing to this you know, family product. We're talking about nuts here. So I love that. I love the fact that they've gone out on a limb and done something really special on the marketing side. 
I love businesses that are what I call sawdust businesses or waste product businesses. Coming up with ways to use a product or an asset when it's not otherwise being used, when it would be a trash product. I've talked about this before. I've done tweets and LinkedIn posts on it. You guys know my examples, everything from Uber and Airbnb to examples like creating fire logs out of the wax and sawdust, and that turns into fire logs. I told you about the fire log company that sold for nine figures. They did that with pomegranates, and I'm sure they've done it with other things also. I mean, this this family is, is really, really crafty, but realizing you have a pomegranate tree growing in your orchard, or maybe many pomegranate trees, and then deciding, hey, we can actually use this product. Let's not just toss it away or sell it as a raw material. Let's build what will eventually be a billion dollar brand out of it. Amazingly smart, amazingly smart. And what a great way to build a business. The one big criticism that you will find if you research this couple comes from water. So it takes a lot of water when you own that many farms and they're clearly the largest farm owners in California. And so they buy a lot of water on the open market in order to feed their crops. And they get a lot of criticism for this because California is notoriously short on water. So the one thing, I was doing some research on this thing, and essentially what the wonderful company says is that they prioritize water rights when purchasing farmland. So I don't know anything about this. I'm out of my depth, but I guess it makes sense that when you buy a farm, when you buy a whole bunch of land, you're also buying the rights to a certain amount of water, which would be the case in any real estate purchase with the resources that come with that piece of real estate. If you're going to own a farm, you need to know that you can feed it and nurture it, which takes water. And so you need to have rights to buy a certain amount of water. Now, you can say that, but when you go ahead and do it, you know you can say, oh, well, we have the right to buy 30% of the water or 50% of the water that goes to all the farms in California. You're, of course, going to have a PR problem. So I have no idea. I'm sure the folks at the wonderful company would say that they're buying the appropriate amount of water and they have every right to do so. And there are some that would say, yeah, but you're using too much of it or you're hoarding it or you're driving up the prices because you own so much of the farmland, you have the ability to sway the price because you can pay more than anybody. And then when you do, it costs everyone else more money. Again, these are normal things that are going to happen in any monopoly situation. But if you're a business, you essentially want to have a legal monopoly. And that's something that they have obviously built. That is my story of Stuart and Linda Resnick. So much to learn. My big takeaway, honestly, guys, I love that they bootstrapped this business. I love that Stuart Resnick started with a janitorial company. I freaking love that. I love that he ended up as a farmer, as the biggest farmer in the United States. And I love that along the way, he did a whole bunch of dope shit on the business side. I'm a big fan of that. I love these kinds of stories. You guys know that. Let me know what you think. Get me on LinkedIn and Twitter. Of course, get me at John Davids. I got new content, by the way, new free courses on social media, personal brand growth, podcasting, and a whole lot more. I'll see you there, and I will see you next time.